Hey guys, I'm Amy Marco, and you're listening to the Go Let Go podcast. This is a place to talk about finding hope and peace and freedom and even fun, no matter what life brings our way. And guys, there's a reason that I use that phrase all the time, because learning to go and to let go literally wrecked my life. But it's also the phrase that brought me here, and it's the journey that God used to call me to himself. I always remind you that whatever I'm talking about with you here is something that I'm working out in my own heart. So I hope you'll dig in with me and learn alongside me this week. So I found this crazy verse that I didn't even know existed until about two years ago when I was walking through the hardest, darkest valley of my life. And I've had a chance to talk to some of you even in the last few days. And after talking with you, I've realized that you are walking in the valley too. In the first couple of verses of Isaiah chapter 45, the Lord is talking to his people. He's talking about opening doors that no one can shut. He's talking about smoothing out these rough places and tearing down barriers that stand in the way. And then after he says that, he says this, I will give you the treasures of darkness. You guys, there's a treasure that God has promised, a treasure that we don't find in the light when everything is going our way. See, what I'm learning is that there are treasures to be found in the darkest times of our lives when we're walking through the valley. And when I think about the valley, my mind automatically goes to Psalm 23. In Psalm 23, it talks about these green pastures and this clear water. And I think we really like to imagine those kind of things in our minds. But if we're being honest in life, we tend to find ourselves in the valley way more often than we would like. So if you're feeling like you're in the valley of the shadow of death that Psalm 23 talks about, I'm talking to you today. Because I have been there. And really, it was in the valley that I discovered these treasures that can only be found in the darkness. So over the last couple of weeks, I've talked about the strength of God that I could depend on when I was at my weakest. I've talked about finding the treasure of a God who fights for us, the beauty of finding the safe place that we find in God's wing a place we can go when we're in our hard times, but have this covering of the one who can defend us and prepare us for whatever life is bringing at us next. But if you're anything like me, the next question that comes to your mind is why? Why, God, are you so patient with me to take such care of me in the valley? I don't know about you, but I'm a hot mess when I'm in the valley. I can be really entitled and selfish in that valley. And so I find myself asking, why are you offering this safe place in my hard times? Especially because I think we all know that sometimes we're in the valley because we didn't want to follow his plan for us. Now, some valleys have nothing to do with our choices. Things are just going to happen. Remember that God even promises in this world, we will have trouble. But I think that Samuel answers some of these hard questions for us. And the psalmist says it in Psalm 18. He says, he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. I want you to hear that again. Our God delights in us. 
All of this leads me to the third treasure that I found in the valley, love. What does that even mean that he delights in us? Okay, every time I come across one of these words, and I call them Christianese because they're words that if we've grown up in the church, we've heard a million times, but we don't really know what they mean. So whenever I come across one of these words, I look it up. I know I'm probably a nerd, but I'm also a writer, and so I believe that there is so much power in words. If I'm going to use a word, I want to know what it means. So God delights in us. This means he is pleased with us. See, he created us not because he needed something, but because he was excited to have this relationship with us. He wanted fellowship, and he wants to show the world his glory through the things he does in our lives. To delight means that we do his heart good. Now in the valley, I often found myself feeling like a burden. But in that valley, one of the treasures that the Lord really spoke to me through his word is that he loves to take care of us. He doesn't see us as a burden. He truly wants the best for us. And even when he's allowing hard things or maybe a time of discipline to grow us, he's so excited when we stay in touch with him, when we abide in him. He wants us to come to him and to delight in him too, because he really, truly loves us. Now, this is easy to say, but sometimes it's very hard to believe. I don't know about you, but I feel like the biggest lie that I hear over and over in my mind is that I'm not loved. And this is crazy. My name is Amy, and the very meaning of my name is loved one. Now, I have a family and friends and an army of people who love me, but for some reason, sometimes I just find myself feeling really lonely and feeling like I'm not good enough. And I start believing that I'm not good enough to be lovable to God. The thing that I'm realizing is that it doesn't even make sense, but Satan's lies don't have to make sense. They just have to trip us up, and they do. So when I stepped into my most recent valley, I was already feeling really rejected. We had just come through a lot. And then God allowed me to be dumped into an even harder, even darker valley. And I found myself asking God, why? Why are you allowing this? It was really hard for me to believe Romans 8, this passage where Paul is saying, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. You guys, I wasn't convinced about much. But as the Lord began to show me that he could be my strength and that he had a safe place for me, then I began to realize that I wasn't supposed to make a tent in the valley. I wasn't supposed to resign myself to laying down and giving up there in the dust. He taught me how to walk through that valley on the strength of his legs, not on my own And then he started revealing just how much he loves me. I think one of the reasons that I have so much trouble believing that I am loved is that I've always felt like I had to prove myself or earn my keep and make myself lovable. And this is something that the enemy has been whispering to me ever since I was little. I've always been a pretty motivated person, and I've always known how to get what I want, but in this very self-dependent way, and it wasn't healthy. And really looking back, I realized that it really isolated me from so many people because I wasn't willing to be honest about myself. If I was struggling, I wouldn't show it. 
Because don't we want to look strong and able? And what I realize is really we're just trading away so many meaningful relationships because we're afraid to let people in. We actually keep the Lord at arm's length because we believe in him and we say that we believe he loves us, but we live like we have to earn that. And so we spend a lot of time hiding our insecurities. There's actually this line that my pastor says, and when I first heard it, I'm not going to lie, it really annoyed me. He says, don't power up, open up. And just like he says, we have this tendency to power up instead of opening up when we're struggling, when we're walking through that valley. And when we do, we miss out on the love that is so freely offered to us. Right before I started walking through this valley, my husband, Nick, and I had spent a lot of years powering up. See, we had walked through this very painful rejection and a betrayal from people who claimed to really love Christ, and we had entrusted ourselves to them. We were really hurt by them, and then we did not handle it well. We reacted in fear and in insecurity, and as a result of that, a lot of relationships were destroyed. Because we were all powering up instead of opening up. We ended up walking away from a job that provided security and we moved to Southeast Kansas. Already in itself, that was a lot. But then in my first month here, I injured my knee and then a surgery ushered in this neurological diagnosis of a chronic pain condition called the suicide disease. You guys, I was in burning pain and I couldn't even walk. I told you last week that I slammed my Bible shut in Bible study because we were talking about Psalm 23. We were talking about walking through the valley and I couldn't even walk. But there in that valley, when I found myself reduced to nothing in a time when I should have felt the most unlovable, I found the treasure. See, I finally took my eyes off myself. I really didn't have any other option. And I shifted my eyes to Christ. And there he began to whisper through my pain. He began to show me just how loved I was. My family loved me so fiercely when I had nothing to give. And I began to actually see that I was loved even though I couldn't do anything to earn it. These new people that I had just met in Kansas, I hadn't even served them yet, but they just loved me because I was there. They rallied around us. They cared for my children. They really saw us. See, I didn't have to prove myself. And God began speaking to me that I am his child. He started showing me that he delights in me. When I was at my lowest I cried out and I began to feel that love that before I had only heard about. I think that the best part about realizing that we're so loved or that God delights in us is that love is a really powerful force. When I stopped believing that I had to prove myself or earn my love, then I began to rest in his love. I was able to stop fretting and it wasn't pretty. It was really dusty in that valley, and you guys, I wrestled with God. But he helped me to begin to depend on his promises because I sure couldn't depend on myself anymore. And I started to realize that really this control that I thought I had all along, I really didn't have. My only security lay in God's strength. And that's when I learned the truth about love. See, love is the greatest weapon against fear. 
I was afraid in the valley and I was thinking that the opposite of fear was bravery. But when I was out of bravery, I found love and that love cast out my fear. See, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You guys, I've come a long way in this journey and I still need daily reminders. If you want to read more about my story, you can find them on my blog, goletgo.org. See, I've recovered a lot and I'm still not where I wish I was. I'm still embracing this fact that my life is never going to go the way I imagined it. But I can honestly say that I'm okay with that even if I do cry about it sometimes, because I'm loved and I'm not afraid. See, we don't have to be afraid if we understand how loved we are. I can actually say that I'm thankful for the valley because the treasures that I'm finding there are so much more valuable than the strength that I thought I had before. You guys, if you're in the valley, I'm here to encourage you to hang on. Don't make a tent in the valley keep moving, but not in your own strength because life is tougher than we are. I'm here to encourage you to dig deeper into God's word because we can't trust a God that we don't know. Go find his promises, discover his character, find some words from him that you can write in your own journal to keep you moving forward. We truly can hold on to God's promises. We can walk in them and we can depend on his strength. You guys, his hand is outstretched. He's just waiting for us to unclench our fingers, to slip our hand into his and to hold on tight as he walks us through that valley. Suddenly, as we learn how to go and how to let go, we start to unclench those tight fists in surrender and we find ourselves with free hands. Hands that can serve and love and do things that really matter. And I think if we're being honest, our hands are tired of grasping. I think we're ready to accept something good from God and to hang on tight to His hand. Because life is going to take us where we least expect it. And that's why I'm here to ask both of us, what are we holding on to? What do we need to let go of? And are we really willing to go wherever God leads us as we hang on to him? You guys, we are in good hands. There is always hope and the best is yet to come. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website. It's goletgo.org. Click on that contact button to shoot me a message or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Amy Marco. Talk to you next time.